Fantasy Football Card Quest Podcast. I'm telling you right now, there are people, Andy, that are panicking. They are panicking. And I mean panicking as they spend thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars on Patrick Mahomes cards. So that's obviously what we're going to lead off with today. We have hobby tip of the day. We have a few plays uh, to look into. But Andy, just, you know, we, we were talking about this before the season about the dangers of just buying the popular quarterback. And I think it's very important for people to understand that whenever you pay so much money for Patrick Mahomes cards, these things can happen, such as obviously Patrick Mahomes having the season that he's having up to this point. Yeah, these things can happen when you're paying that much you know, to begin with for a star athlete like himself. So he's not playing at an MVP level. He's not even playing at playoff contention level right now. And so that's the issue. Um, certainly if you're, you, you spent a ton of money, 2000 plus dollars on maybe a raw prism rookie card back in the summer, or back around the draft period and back in uh, early April, right now you're definitely very concerned, but Overall, they haven't tanked. They haven't tanked. Right. tanked. Like his his Donruss rated rookies aren't now selling for under a hundred dollars. They're still not even selling for under two hundred dollars. His raw base Donruss rated rookie is still hovering around that two hundred to two hundred and fifty dollar price point. Kind of in that in that tier, you know. He's still his rookie cards are still very much elite, and I don't think you know a lot of people have have uh, moved him down too far in their their rookie card rankings, so to speak, if you were to compare it to like your dynasty rankings. I probably I would think that, yeah, he's moved down a, maybe a couple spots, but right. you're really not like saying, okay, the rest of the season is going to be like this for Patrick Mahomes. I've got to think that, you know, he bounces back here and gets some, some stuff going. Like I think if they don't make the playoffs, the Chiefs don't make the playoffs, that would be crazy. I'm waiting for the prices to dip because obviously the Chiefs are not good. And it's ironic because uh, the player, and Andy, you and I talk about this uh, privately, the player that I am just pouring money into right now is Tyron Matthew. Like, of course, I have the LSU YouTube channel, and that's the guy that I'm going to PC. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into building your own PC a little bit later in this episode. But this is what's really fascinating about the Kansas City Chiefs is that they still do have all these stars. They still have Tyreek Hill. They still have Travis Kelsey. And obviously, they still have Patrick Mahomes and Tyron Matthew. But you need a team, right? The Chiefs, even though they improved their offensive line, they're not playing as well as you think they would be right now. They put a lot of money into their defensive line. They're getting nothing out of their pass rush. So understand whenever you pour money into a player like Patrick Mahomes, because we kept seeing this, Andy. We kept seeing these ridiculous uh, Patrick Mahomes PSA 10 Prism cards go for six, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000. I think what let, – let's just say you are one of those people that have done that with Patrick Mahomes – I wouldn't just 
sell those cards and then just pour it all into uh, Kyler Murray or Joe Burrow or anyone like that, just because of how this season is going, I just wouldn't do that. You can find yourself, Andy, just losing thousands of dollars if you just do this week-by-week quarterback chase. I've seen people in the hobby do this, and it's something that in the long term, you're just going to lose money doing. So if you are one of those people that bought a Patrick Mahomes card for as much money as you did this preseason, understand that the advanced stats such as CPOE, EPA per play, shows that Patrick Mahomes is still a top five, top 10 quarterback. It's just the turnovers and all those things are working against him. So I I don't think right now, Andy, would be the time for people to just panic sell Mahomes. Yeah, definitely. Don't don't panic sell. That's the beautiful thing about rookie cards. That's like if you were to buy or have bought uh, Mitchell Trubisky rookie cards at a premium. You know, I, I did the research back when Patrick Mahomes was drafted. You know, Mitchell Trubisky was drafted ahead of Patrick Mahomes. And there was a point in history where Mitchell Trubisky rookie cards were more expensive than Patrick Mahomes. I know it's hard to believe, but this this is true. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is, uh, Mitchell Trubisky is now a backup on the Buffalo Bills. But there's a point in time where he could get a starting opportunity. And uh, with the proper coaching quarterback coaching and the time to marinate and develop those skills as a backup. Maybe next time he gets an opportunity, he makes a, takes advantage of it. And you definitely don't want to, you know, sell those cards for a couple dollars as like a desperation move to, right. to get out of it. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about rookie cards. They, you can hold them for long term until that player becomes relevant again one day and uh, gets a, you know, another chance at glory on the field. Um, or, or, you know, or in TV and, and we talked about the presence in media, what that does for a player as well. And, and then you can, and then you could look at selling that, that card. Yeah. I just wouldn't, I, I would just hold it. I still think Patrick Mahomes will finish as an all time great, but I, I do think this year, Andy, with the way that the rules are in the NFL right now and with the way the AFC is certainly shaping itself out, I think it is a good time to remember that there are a lot of really good AFC quarterbacks. I don't think any of them per se will end up being better than Patrick Mahomes, but there's probably right now just in the AFC alone, six or seven quarterbacks that you could see getting closer to that Mahomes level. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and obviously all their prices are, are, are up there, but maybe this is just a good lesson that there are other options outside of just one guy that everybody is just buying. And let me ask you this. Do you see this with other quarterback prices right now? Because instead of buying Patrick Mahomes, you could have got, you know, guys like, uh, let's say Kyler Murray, for instance, even though his rookie cards aren't as rare, Right now, those buys would have been better than, you know, paying the 9000 for Patrick Mahomes PSA 10, or even, it just, this is crazy, 2000 for Patrick Mahomes PSA 9. Yeah, yeah, I mean, let's be real. I know there's one quarterback that you, you want to talk about. He's on Ooh. the wall behind you right there. <laughs> this guy. This guy. I know you mentioned him, like, third in your in your in those quarterbacks you want to talk right. about because you're trying not to, you know – um, now, he's doing really well, <laughs> huh? 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 but 
and and uh, to be honest with you, in all seriousness, though, people that were buying Kyler Murray from before the season, uh, Joe Burrow before the season, those people have all doubled their money as yeah. of right now. Those card prices are up considerably for both of those guys. And coming into the season, they were much, much cheaper in comparison to Patrick Mahomes. And now we talked about some of their cards, a lot of their cards, uh, the more common cards are not nearly as rare as the Patrick Mahomes cards from 2017, but still that big of a difference with a similar talent level. And now those guys are, you know, those guys are doing really well this year. And, and, you know, those, those uh, rookie card owners of Joe Burrow and Kyler Murray are, are really happy right now. So give me your thoughts off the top because you saw this and we mentioned this in our fantasy draft. And by the way, if you want to be a part of all our fantasy football stuff, you got to get into the fantasy football card quest, Patreon crew, the live chat's always popping in there. But if you were a member of that Patreon, there was a player that we were very adamant to fade and that is to attack of Iloa. Okay. Now, Andy, you look at this stuff pretty frequently. What have you seen with Tua's prices before the season compared to now? Because I did see a few people on Twitter panic selling, mm. and honestly, I man, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about Tua. His numbers didn't really look that bad against uh, Atlanta this past weekend, but man, I, Andy, I, I've just always been someone that. I watched Tua so much in college. I watched him going up against Joe Burrow. When he came out of high school, Tua was the best high school quarterback I've ever seen in Hawaii. His anticipation, his dual threat athleticism. But after those college injuries, it just doesn't look right, if you get what I'm saying. It, he doesn't look like he's going to be with the Burrows and the Herberts and the, and the Kylers of the next generation. Well, what, what do you see with him right now? Yeah, so what's interesting, I'll use one of my favorite cards as a good comparison here because it's a silver, it's a short print card. I love the field level silver from Select. It's the, yeah. the rarest tier of Select, the field level silver. For Joe Burrow right now, that card is selling routinely here yesterday, today, in Buy It Now format for $550, okay? For Justin Herbert, that card's selling for $450. So. I want to point out that Joe Burrow's cards technically in the, in a field level silver comparison are more expensive. But then you look at a guy like Tua Tungavailoa, like you said, for all the reasons you just talked about, not to mention now there's trade rumors that are swirling pretty heavy about him being traded, them picking up Deshaun Watson, whatever, if that'll ever come true. Just the fact that those rumors are out there shows, um, you know, insecurity or, or them not having trust in Tua, right? You can get his field level silver card right now for between a hundred and a hundred and fifty dollars. That's you know twenty percent of what the Joe Burrow, the Justin Herbert is. And then we'll talk in one more guy, Jalen Hurts, who's also been struggling. He's still also the QB one on his team, but there's question marks now. Like, hey, should we be starting Gardner Minshew? You know what? The, what are the Eagles going to do? Because he showed he's struggling uh, to with in passing accuracy. Yeah, he's good. Yeah with his legs and everything, but just like Tua uh, the other day against the Falcons, throwing those interceptions, a couple of them, uh, one of them was really bad. I'm like, man, that was just terrible for his his dynasty outlook. You know, it's like, man, 
And and Jalen Hurts, I mean, I've seen him airmail quite a few guys in the last few weeks, even if you blame it on coaching, not establishing the run early enough and setting him up for success with the play calling. Still, he is 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 not performed to nearly to the level of Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert in the passing department. And you can get that Jalen Hurts field level silver for around $100 as well. And some of these auctions are ending for even just a little bit under that. Um, technically, those cards haven't moved at all from before the season. I think they've gone down a little bit. You made a good few Jalen Hurts flips this preseason. I mean, are you, are you still liking him or, or what's the... <laughs> I, I got to like him because I still have got like a little stack of rookie cards. But okay. so I had like his field level silver, right, that I bought for $80 in an auction before the season. And I listed that for 200 thinking that's about middle of the, the you know, the tier there when you when you compare the prices I just gave you. But now I'm thinking about lowering that to maybe 150 and uh, just hoping he gets a good game because the Eagles do have one of the easier schedules this season. Uh, um, there's some pretty cushy matchups coming up. It's like if he can't put it together, it's like it was like uh, when Washington played the Kansas City Chiefs um, the week in week six. It was like Heineke couldn't get a, a game after everybody else has gashed up Kansas City's defense and Taylor Heineke couldn't put together a good game. You know, when you see Jalen Hurts going up against a soft defense and still not putting together a good game. It's like, what's going on, man? Right. You start losing a lot of confidence. That's when you start losing a lot of confidence. Yeah. And you, this is just something we warned about. I, I, it could have been our second episode. This is a scary nature of quarterback chasing, right? This uh, imagine how people feel buying a bunch of Sam Darnold right now. I feel the worst about them. Oh, like yeah. I really, really do um, because he really can't play. And I hate it because, you know, I owe a lot to Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, for getting this guy behind me on the right track. Uh, but it, it, Carolina's a mess. I feel bad for people holding Darnold. And, you know, I, just to not focus just on quarterbacks, something else I, I, I want to get to, Andy, before we get into plays of the day and all that good stuff. You know, what Jamar Chase is doing right now is pretty insane, right? And man i don't i don't know because that was going to be the guy that i was going to pc and and really build a big collection and now i'm not going to do that because it's going to be <laughs> so freaking insane when his rookie cards hit because jamar's just a big star he's got a cool name he's got the single digit number he's got a ton of legion of fans from college he's got the silver grill uh, he's got an Alvin Kamara attitude about him. I mean, he's just a big, big, big star in this league already. Man, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about, you know, collecting him uh, over the next month as new releases come out. His prices are just going to be so insanely high. Mm. You just got to hope that you you can find some product in retail. <laughs> And maybe right. you pull it. Maybe you pull a kaboom. Maybe you find maybe. some absolute in retail coming up, and you can pull a kaboom out of there. You know, um, that that would be cool. That would be really cool. That's that's going to release actually tomorrow. Tomorrow, absolute releases tomorrow. So mm. there you go. So this leads into, you know, kind of a play of the day kind of thing, as far as retail is concerned. And Andy, there is a product that I bought last year. Uh, I was able to get a bunch of retail in a random target um, that I flat out love. It's these Donruss 
full box 400 card sets. This is an actionable move right now, Andy. And we were talking about this. We, uh, For those that don't know, we had all kinds of technical issues before this episode, but we were going to get the podcast done today. And this is the one thing we really want people to take away is these 400 card full Donra sets are just so cool. Yeah, very cool. They It's a 400 card base set. 250 of those are veterans, but there's it includes 100 rated rookies. So the 100 top uh, drafted NFL rookies get that rated rookie designation. You get 100 of those rated rookies. So if you look at how much you can buy that for on eBay right now for around $100 is what we saw before the show. I mean, you do the math on that. I mean, that's not bad. I think you could potentially make some money out of that, you know, and uh, they do have the they have 50 base photo variations. So one thing that Donruss did this year is they did the no helmet portrait style as their canvas or their short print. So, yeah, you, you like I like that. You like that. I think it's cool, man. I'm loving the portraits that they're doing this year in the base Donruss. That's that's kind of like my card. I want to I think I want to get a couple of those from some of these guys. But if I get the the base set you get 50 of those base uh photo variations you get 100 rated rookies and you get the full 400 card i think that's a pretty good investment plus those are all going to be in mint condition because they're in a nice rigid cardboard box they're not in a little you know wax pack that can potentially get bent and dinged or dinged up uh yeah i mean i bought those full sets for 40 dollars retail and i wish i didn't you know, give them all away. I mean, there's, first off, they're cool to open in that you know what you're going to get in the box because all the boxes are kind of the same, right? Yeah, yeah. I think all the boxes are are pretty much the same. So you know you're going to get all the rookies in there. And it's kind of cool to just leave one sealed just for collection purposes. I'm going to start actually buying more full sets uh, I know we were going to talk a little bit more about vintage today. We'll, we'll push it uh, to the next episode. But I have the full 1986 set, uh, the iconic football set with Jerry Rice and all those names in there. And I got that full set for like $90 like a few months ago. And, and, and it's just cool to have full sets if you're really into football cards. And I'm about a year, year and a half in my football card collecting journey. That's still my favorite thing that I have, knowing that I could pull all of that out and and just touch those cards from that time period. There's something cool about for sure having a full set. So if you are able to get your hands, I believe Justin Herbert's on the cover of the box. Um, make a move on that. You know, it, it is. I just love it. I, I really, really do. And obviously, another hobby tip of the day is looking at different grading companies. Uh, obviously, you know, PSA, that's what, you know, everyone goes to right now. Uh, I just got my first PSA order back, which was just a recasing of a of a Kobe Bryant card. But, you know, there are some other really cool options out there. And I know we talk about SGC some, but there's a pretty interesting little thing that SGC does that that's pretty cool. Yeah, they do. They do. They are pretty cool because in their customer portal, when you submit cards to them to get graded, first of all, it's it's fairly um, reasonably priced, you know, and the turnaround times are pretty good. They stick to it. You know, they they claim a 30 day turnaround time. And I was nervous because I'd sent mine in. I didn't hear anything for a few weeks. But then all of a sudden it was like, 
order received, boom, order processed. And I have my cards back uh, the same day, actually, as I got my pure grade X order back. So that was pretty cool. And then, and then what they do is they take professional photographs of your cards in the slab and they upload it to the customer portal. So if you wanted to use those to list your card front and back, professional photographs, they're high resolution, you can go right in there, your customer portal, download those um, right there. Shout out to Brad Nolan, shared that tip with me from their, their customer portal and just boop, transfer those right over to eBay if you want to list it like that or put it on Instagram or whatever you want to Twitter, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And you know what? I in, in the CardQuest Discord, I see people, you know, in that group uh, in particular, you know, not just judging because some groups that I'm in are so beholden to PSA and I like PSA slabs a lot. They're probably still my favorite just because, you know, I, I grew up, my dad was a collector and PSA was who he mostly dealt with before this big push these last couple of years with PSA or bust. Right. Um, but in, in in the CardQuest Patreon Discord, there's people that are open-minded to other different grading companies. And, you know, my hobby tip of the day uh, is going to go kind of sort of along with that, right? You know, I think PSA slabs are great, but, you know, just this week, I got my first ever Beckett slab of this Tyron Matthew Auto. Probably paid a little too much for it, but... It's just cool. I know the glare is getting in the way, but the cool thing about a Beckett slab compared to a PSA slab, also got this Tyron Matthew Gold short print refractor out of 50, is this one's just a little bit thicker than obviously, you know, the PSA slab. Um, you know, I have both of them, but there's just something cool about Beckett, this iconic company. I've never even owned one of these slabs. And the cool thing about Beckett, of course, is that you get you know, the subgrades and, you know, I've kind of grown on the SGC slabs as well. You know, we talked about the Travis Kelsey card uh, behind you that just pops so beautifully in that, that SGC slab back there. Uh, for those that are watching on YouTube, there, there's just something really cool um, with these other slabs outside of just, you know, PSA. So my hobby tip of the day is don't be beholden to just PSA because some people are just, I only buy PSA slabs. Don't do that, okay? Look into different companies uh, and, and don't overpay because of the grade and the slab because I think that's where you'll find yourself in a lot of trouble. Now, Andy, as far as play of the day, man, is there is there anything off the top of your head that you're just like, God, I need to make this move right now? <laughs> well, I continue to double down. I shared in my mail day from last weekend a couple Mike Evans purchases and I just continue to double down on him. I, I don't understand why his cards are being so undervalued compared to even uh, Devontae Adams or Stefan Diggs. I, I just don't I don't get it, but I'm going to keep buying Mike Evans cards. I'm even going to uh, buy Chris Godwin because Chris Godwin's even taken a backseat to Evans and Antonio Brown. We know is pretty much locked for the Hall of Fame. But, uh, man, I'm just I'm hammering my my home team guys, man, because they're, I feel like not just collection, but there's so much investment value with my Buccaneers skill position players, particularly Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin. And I uh, love it, man. I got, I got this uh, PSA 10 tall boys. So in 2014 tops, you know, was still in the game licensed product for NFL. They made these retro sets to look just like the iconic sets from the sixties and seventies. So I got this 1965, 
uh, retro look to this Mike Evans rookie card with an on-card autograph, PSA 10, numbered out of 150 for 100 bucks in an auction. I know, man. I know. Baby, baby, baby. I love it. Huh? 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 Oh, there it is. Look at that. Look at that. I like that. Man. Isn't that sweet? So, yeah. and I noticed that the raw version of this was selling for about a hundred and the uh, Devante Adams version of this was selling for more than that it was about 150 raw. <laughs> and so I got, I caught this in an auction that was ending in the morning. It was, is a home run and I'm still seeing auctions like that. You know, when I look up, I just like to look up hobby tip right here. I like to look up the year and the player and then just do my homework and go through every single one of those listings and look at auctions, really primarily buying. And I'll flag them and then I'll watch them as they get closer to ending. I'm like, I'm all over that, you know? Especially ones that end during the day. Uh, I've gotten a few good Tyron Matthew cards. Now that for sure that's who I'm going to PC, uh, just Tyron Matthew, uh, focusing in on that because he is very affordable. And I feel the same way you do about Mike Evans. I mean, he's got this crazy thousand-yard receiving streak, seven for seven. That is simply incredible what this guy's been able to do. And remember this, you know, you, the bipocalypse happened this past weekend, and there wasn't a bigger winner of the bipocalypse as far as wide receivers are concerned than Mike Evans. I mean, he was the story this weekend with obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneer. A uh, ball controversy. Uh, <laughs> and would you have given the ball back? <laughs> I know it would have been really tough for me, man. I know a lot of people have been talking about that 600 touchdown. And Mike Evans like, oh, snap, I gave the Brady ball. <laughs> you realize the dude. I would have reluctantly given it back, you know. Yeah. And I think that, dude, I've heard everything that they've given the guy. Season tickets for him, his buddy, next year, signed jerseys, this and that. Like, TV coverage, dude, the guy is ecstatic. And uh, I really liked his responses. So, uh, I know he's really thankful for everything they've done for him. Because they really don't have to do that. Because the value of the ball is all arbitrary. And likely, the person that owns that ball is never going to sell it anyway. So, it would never sell for 500 k Because no one's going to sell that. If you yeah. had that ball, would you sell it? Well, maybe you would, but <laughs> I would never sell it. I, I mean, I would have given the ball back. I would have given it right then and there. There's so much. All these people are saying, well, you know, he should have held on to it. Man, it's tough. It's tough to hold on to a ball like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would have given it back. And Tom Brady also gave the dude a Bitcoin, okay? A freaking Bitcoin. Okay, that's 60 plus K. So, yeah, you know, I like Mike Evans as, you know, play of the week. I I still find someone like Stephon Diggs very interesting, right? Uh, You know, I I think him and Josh Allen are really going to make a deep run in the playoffs. And I, shoot, I haven't looked at Stephon Diggs' prices recently, but he's having another great season another iconic player with one of the most iconic moments in NFL history, which obviously broke my heart. Uh, the, the, the miracle in Minnesota, whatever you want to call it. Right. I, I like Stefan Diggs a lot. I really do. I, I know he's not the biggest name, but he's got a big personality. His brother obviously is a bigger star than him right now, uh, which is, you know, crazy considering he's a corner. But Stephon Diggs is with a big-time franchise, with a big-time quarterback. And look, 
will he make the Hall of Fame? It's a little bit of stretch. The same thing with Mike Evans because there's all these great wide receivers playing in their era. And sometimes really good wide receivers have to wait their turn. But still, I, I do like Stephon Diggs a lot, especially if the Bills are able to win the Super Bowl. So there you go. We're going to give you two wide receivers on the week. Andy, another fun, another fun episode. For those that don't know, my Wi-Fi cut out at the last second. So I had to obviously pull the phone out, pull the tripod out, get everything ready to go. Uh, so I, I appreciate I appreciate your patience, Andy. And, man, the, we're just slowly growing, baby. I'm, I'm just freaking loving this podcast. Yeah, man. People are loving the show. People are loving the show. We're getting a lot of great feedback every week. New subscribers. Uh, appreciate all your guys' support and uh, and like and interest for the show. If you want early access to it, head over to patreon.com slash football cards, and we'll see you guys in that next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.